smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to season 2 of our podcast kicks for free in which we discuss all things football i am dhiman and with me is my co-host vivek messi As the matches in Group A and Group B of the FIFA World Cup drew to a close on Tuesday night, we know the four teams who are advancing to the next stage from these groups. Netherlands and Senegal have advanced from Group A, while England and USA have progressed from Group B. In Group B, the United States beat Iran 1-0 on Tuesday night, thanks to a goal from Christian Pulisic. Pulisic is clearly US's star player and seems to be enjoying the limelight, which he doesn't always get at Chelsea. Diman, the US deserve winners in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They were they, they were much better than the Iranians. I thought Iran uh, they started the game very well, and then for reasons I couldn't fathom. uh went into a defensive shell and they it is true that they needed a draw for a for to to qualify when the us for the us it was a must win game then i spoke to some iranian journalists uh, while waiting for iran players in the mix zone uh, they did not talk in the mix zone by the way and uh, the journalists said that this is very kiroz way of playing you know trying to uh, def- get the defense organized first and then looking for a counter attack but the counter attacks did not happen uh, in the first half maybe because sardar azmoon was not uh, in his element so when he changed so when kiros changed things in the second half and got mehdi terimi to move into a more central position iran were better they did have chances but they couldn't take them but uh, uh, you know on the overall balance of the game yeah deserving winners uh, usa yes the pulisic goal demand it was not something that you associate with the american it was a typical center forwards goal in some ways or like sharp movement towards the 6 yard box absolutely being at the right absolutely. place and, and very brave uh, goal because he took a knock and i don't know what his status is he he continued till half time in what could what could probably be another debate as to you know how players are allowed to continue when they're obviously not fit groggy or whatever but uh, he he avoided he got the team to avoid substitution early in, uh, late in the first half but that goal was a very brave goal it, it was actually a goal that came from a very organized move uh, the ball being swept from uh, the inside left channel on the left to right and uh, sergino dest cushioning it and then uh, pulisic like you said you know running in like a center forward uh, and uh, under severe pressure to be able to you know score from there even as he collided with the goalkeeper and needed treatment for around 5 minutes so uh, he's having a good tournament i think uh, i've seen him uh, in all the usa games as it turned out i've done three usa games uh, and i've he's been a very consistent player till in in the time he's been on the pitch he has uh devan there was obviously a lot of off field controversy going into the game which i guess you come to expect with iran versus us or uh, did that uh, did some of it spill over into the stands or how was the mood uh, yesterday could you talk a bit about 
how is it well the mood i i, I think uh, the mood it, it felt like a a home game for iran but uh, you know you go talking to people around you uh, i i spoke to some people who are uh, first generation uh, migrants to usa from iran and they said that you know they the the security arrangements were very tight the women especially were asked to show whatever they were carrying and unless it was an iran flag or you know if if if, if they were carrying any kind of message uh, wearing any kind of message they were asked to take it off i saw a man to be fair it was all kinds of political uh, messages were possibly being taken off i saw a man who was asked to remove his t-shirt because he he was wearing one partly hidden in his jacket which had a, a picture which looked like the picture of the regime in in iran but the security people asked him to take it off and he went into the ground just wearing his jacket uh, i saw women uh, being asked to remove flags that contain messages and uh, leave them there i also saw a woman who is from california uh, who would come just for this game uh, and who had tattooed uh, woman life freedom on her hand and who obviously that couldn't be nobody could do anything about it and who was wearing a team iran shirt all right but had blackened out the crest pretty much like what the us soccer federation had done you know in a in a social media post which it later deleted so yes there were there were a lot of messages but at the same time there were also people who i met from iran it's only a 2 hour flight away uh, and a lot of them have also driven down uh, who i met who said that obviously things are not right at home but you know some everybody needs to uh, sort of concede something the regime needs to concede something the people protesting about it needs to concede something and and this should end because uh, at the soonest that was the opinion of two iranians a civil engineer and a lawyer who i spoke to uh, before the game there, there was another person i spoke to who was uh, an iranian who lives in qatar and he made an interesting point he said moral policing is definitely wrong and but in qatar what they have done is what the hijab is not mandatory you also have to dress in a certain way and it he said uh, having lived in qatar for a year and having lived in malaysia before that he said it works fine here so maybe that's something that people could look at you know it was more much more than a game it it was much more than a game given the geopolitical tension between the countries uh, and it was evident there but what was excellent was that the game was pretty much by played in in good spirit from both teams and the image of tyler adams consoling an 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 iran player after the final whistle is is something that i'm going to take away with me and it's going to stay with me for a very long time because you know it showed the unifying power of sport it showed how uh, mature tyler adams is his his answer the day before to an iranian journalist about uh, discrimination in the us was showed how mature he is and this was just another example and uh, i spoke to josh sargent after the game i spoke to tyler adams so and, and they all said well it's a relief and they said that we were pretty much focused on this just as a game we needed to win this game to survive and that is how we looked at it and you know playing in a kind of away team atmosphere does tend to galvanize you and that you can we are in a group we have enough people who can shut out the noise and focus on what's to what uh, needs to be done so this was the youngest uh, 
US team, this was the youngest team to start. Yesterday, the team that USA put out was the youngest team to start. And yet, they showed tremendous amount of maturity. They were better in the game. And everything, and, and you know, be, be able to handle something that could have led to them being overawed. So, so this was a game which, uh, you know, which in a way summed up a World Cup where there has been a lot of protests. The, the, the Germans did it, the Iranians did it. There was a uh, uh, fan who streaked onto the ground uh, and who was subsequently arrested. All that kind of came together uh, in this game and it all ended all right. I don't. I did not see any major incident, and it all ended all right. But but the mood around the game was different, and you could feel it. Uh, you could feel it at the Altumama Stadium yesterday. England, meanwhile, topped Group B with a 3-0 victory over Wales. Marcus Rashford scored in the 50th and 68th minute, while Phil Foden scored in the 51st. Uh, I think Rashford's goals will be the big takeaway for England. His first go- first goal came from a super free kick. And uh, it was actually surprisingly the first goal from a direct free kick, I think, in this World Cup. And we are past the halfway mark. So, but yeah, yeah, and England could have easily won 5 0 or 6 0. There was a lot of clamor for Phil Foden to start, and he justified it as well with a well taken goal of a cross by Harry Kane. Uh, England will face Senegal now uh, in the round of 16. Uh, Senegal having beaten Ecuador 2 1. Senegal were quick to get off the blocks and could have put the game to bed in the opening 45 minutes. Uh, Diman, what did you make of that Senegal-Equador game? Like you said, they could have put the game to bed in the first 45. And uh, they they were let down by a lack of ac- accuracy in deliveries into the area and lack of accuracy in finishing. But eventually, it was the, the result was a true reflection of how the game was. Ecuador's, Ecuador's equaliser was completely against the run of play, but a very well taken set piece movement. And it, but but the you know Senegal took only three minutes to 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 respond to that. And what is particularly significant uh, is that yesterday it was also you know Papa Boba Dupe's second death anniversary, and uh, Senegal uh, managed to make that day memorable by qualifying. I mean. I, I saw I saw Cisse uh, get overwhelmed by emotion after the final whistle, and it could be possibly because you know he it it, it happened on a day his teammate had passed, and Cisse was part of that great Lions of Teranga team in 2002 that went to the quarterfinals, uh, where Papa Baba Diouf scored against France. Uh, so it it happened on a day that is significant for Senegal, and they managed to make the day memorable. So yeah, and and all in all, I think uh, a fair result really. Yeah, it was a nice touch by the Senegal captain, Kalidu Kolibali as well. I think he bore yes. a special armband in memory of yes. uh, Bobadio. Diman, this is uh, only the second time that Senegal are getting out of the group after that uh, 2002 World Cup. Uh, they mm-hmm. obviously run into England now. Uh, like, uh, Obviously, it's going to be difficult for Senegal. Uh, do you think they have any chance against England? Like, How do you see, how do you see that round you of You can't rule them out. It, it's, going to, it's going to be difficult for England too. Yeah. Uh, because a Senegal has okay this now uh, what uh, it, it, Idrissa guy is suspended and that's that's a body blow for a team that is already missing Sadio Mane and it, it would have, it would have been Idrissa guy's hundredth game you know what a moment it could have been you know a World Cup knockout match your hundredth game and he's suspended because of uh, yellow cards so that is something Senegal will have to deal with but I think they'll try and take the game to penalties and then it's anybody's game. And it's for England to uh, sort of impose themselves and try and ensure that uh, 
you know, with all their attacking ability, they can make a difference in, 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 in stipulated time. Uh, because, uh, uh, and the longer Senegal can keep uh, England from scoring, the more the pressure will be on England and the greater Senegal will be fancying, the more Senegal will be fancying their chances. So, it is difficult to take on England, uh, especially when you're missing two key attacking players. But they have shown that without Sadio Mane, they could get out of the group. And they have really nothing to lose. So, it is for England to you know do all the uh, playing here. If Senegal go out in the round of 16, it will still be a, a job well done. Uh, so, so, they have nothing to lose. They could be playing with a fair amount of freedom. And such teams can always be dangerous. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether the uh, England players, uh, players like Foden and Bellingham, whether they are able to cope with Senegal's physicality, right? Uh, Senegal, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, quite interesting to see that. Yeah. Uh, Netherlands, meanwhile, enjoyed a fairly routine win uh, against Qatar. Uh, Qatar have, are the first host nation to not win a single point uh, while they're on their way out. Uh, Deman, quick thoughts on Qatar. Uh, I know you saw them in the first two games. They clearly have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, there's not been much. Uh, to write home yeah, so not much because uh, it is possible that the team that Qatar chose to field in this World Cup is a team that has peaked. Now, it's very difficult to uh, find out when that happens. But it is obvious that th this has happened. Now, whether Qatar keep faith in the same set of players going into the Asian Cup where they will be defending their title is something that needs to be seen. But it's also difficult for a team to uh, sort of, you know, bring in... Uh, over, sort of overhaul themselves in, in, in a short time. So, I think I think that is that the team has peaked and Qatar were clearly overawed by the occasion. Now, being overawed by the occasion is something that now it's being said and we've discussed this, that, you know, they should have been playing in the league, they should have been playing friendlies at home, in front of crowd, instead of, being, you know, training separately in Europe. But... It is difficult to disagree with what uh, Qatar did because uh, obviously their league is not of a standard which uh, can help the players get ready for an international event as the World Cup. And Saudi Arabia have you know been uh, doing pretty much the same thing and look where they are. So these are little things, but the 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 thing with Qatar is that it it is an experience they learn from. I'm sure because if they are Asian champions. I am seeing them in the World Cup mix for the next few. They, they should be there. They should be there and thereabouts in the World Cup mix uh, as one of the top teams from Asia. If they can keep doing that, then this will be an experience they'll learn from and get better. Because no team has got to where it has without suffering. I mean, look at all the Asian teams. Japan have suffered. Saudi Arabia have suffered. Uh, Saudi Arabia lost 0-8 in their opening game. Uh, lost 0-5 in Russia in their opening game. And they've now been able to get it together, you know, in a way that worked out well and produced that fantastic upset. So, suffering is part of the process. Qatar have suffered. And if Qatar can, uh, they have everything going their way. Money is not a problem. The training facilities are excellent. If they can use this experience uh, and have a good Asian Cup, I think uh, that is what Qatar's next target should be. And then use this experience to stay on in the to 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 for for future World Cup campaigns because you know they I am looking at Qatar as one of the top five six teams in Asia for the next decade at least and if that happens they will get to other World Cups and they'll start doing better. Netherlands' Cody Gakpo scored for the third consecutive game and it was again an excellent goal. 
there's been a lot of talk about the interest that uh, Gakpo is attracting from the top clubs, especially Man United. Performances at the World Cup always count. We have seen the likes of James Rodriguez fetch big money due to World Cup performance. So, uh, Neman, do you think Gakpo could benefit? Like, uh, what do you? Uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, regarding Man United in particular, right? Yeah, he could. I mean, see, the World Cup is the biggest stage. It's like the Olympics, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I, I'll give you one example randomly of my mind. So, MC Mericom went to the Olympics being a multiple-time world champion. And not too many people knew about her achievements. And not too many people knew about what she had done. And, you know, and then, then look at how life changed after her, after she medaled at the Olympics. Similarly, in the World Cup, it is the time when everybody is watching and anyone who does has a good World Cup usually has a good transfer deal to talk about after the World Cup. Now, this is a World Cup that's happening at a different time. So, January transfer windows, teams may or may not sometimes go big. Although Virgil van Dijk did come in January. Just one name that I could think of. There are many others. But people have noticed, people will notice you when you do well at the World Cup. Because it's just, I mean, most of humanity watches this. Yeah. <laughs> So, people people will notice you when you're doing this. There are, uh, the, the World Cup has been a takeoff point for people. Toto Skilachi, El Haji Diouf, uh, you mentioned Hamesh. Uh, you know, so these, a good World Cup for a player can open many, many doors. And I'm sure it'll be for this uh, Dutch player too. Right, right. Uh, Devan, let's move on to today's matches now. Uh, the big one, of course, is Argentina versus Poland. Uh, Messi's individual brilliance helped Argentina get past Mexico. Uh, will he have to lead the way again or can the others also step up? Devan? Yeah, no, no, he has to. He has to. He yeah. has to be. See, as, as you know, I was talking to uh, an Argentine journalist, uh, Sergio Levinsky. Uh, Sergio has written a book on Maradona. It's called uh, A Rebel with a Cause. And this is Sergio's 10th World Cup as a journalist and 11th as a fan. He was 15 years old when uh, he saw Argentina win the World Cup in 78. So, Sergio was telling me that, you know, okay, there are a lot of problems with this team in terms of fitness. Now, so that in turn means that there's a lot more riding on Messi. They, the, this is the, the team that won the Copa America now has players who are missing in the World Cup and who are crucial players. Los Elso's out. Romero is injured. Montiel is possibly not fully fit. I mean, not being 100% is something that all players live through at, at events like the World Cup. But, you know, according to Sergio, it meant that, okay, it meant Messi is telling himself, good heavens, another bad campaign, another campaign that we end earlier because of, you know, these problems, uh, because of injuries and players not being able to uh, give off their best. So, that in turn means a lot more riding on him. And it's uh, it's evident. I mean, he's the captain. He's the leader. He gets the team going. So, and he did it against uh, Mexico. It was a goal that, again, according to Sergio, he had to score. He had to convey that message that okay, I can take the pressure off you guys. It is for me to deliver, and it is for me to show the way. And he did that. And because he did that, it changed. It spurred Argentina into playing. Much better after that. He was playing much better and Argentina were playing much better. So, it's obvious that, you know, Argentina will be a better force if Messi is in his element. That is a given. That is a given. And I think it will need him to be that again today to ensure qualification. 
Benfica Enzo Fernandez also scored a superb goal. We'll have to wait and see whether coach Lionel Scaloni rewards him with a starting place. Uh, hmm. yeah. Devan, uh, anything else that uh, like Di Maria, of course, uh, has also been contributing with with assists and has been helping Messi. But uh, anyone else in that Argentina team who who you think can step up? Uh, it's 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 almost a must-win game for them, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little disappointed with Leandro Paradis and Rodrigo De Paul uh, because they were very crucial to uh, to 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 Messi having a good Copa America, and uh, that's not happening this time. Argentina, I think, essentially need to be calmer. You know, it's 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 what uh, Chiche said in uh, in a press conference. You know, there needs to be lightness of foot in a typical South American way of uh, talking football. Because only when you have lightness of feet will you be able to make the right passes. Argentina going against Mex- in, in the game against Mexico because of what they needed to do, because of what had happened in the first game, that lightness of feet was missing. And if they can bring that to the game today, if they can be calm and be you know confident trying to do their things in the way USA were yesterday, I think Argentina is 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 going to go through because. At the end of it all, I think Poland is a team that is dependent on Lewandowski and Szczesny. Now, Argentina have much greater ability as a team, as a collective. And it would be a massive upset if Argentina, if Poland were to beat them. I think Argentina, they will take a lot of confidence from what happened against uh, Mexico. But they need to be calm today. They cannot have that kind of, you know, the intensity... The intensity they showed in the first half, where they're trying to do too many things at the same time. And uh, as Messi said at the press conference after the game, we were going too fast. They cannot afford to do that today. And I think they won't because this, this the confidence from the win against uh, Mexico is going to help them calm thing down, things down. But of course, it will need Messi to be leading from the front. That is a given. Mexico versus Saudi Arabia is the other game in the group. Uh, it is potentially a huge right for the Saudi Arabians with a win over the Mexicans possibly helping them advance. Devan, uh, like, uh, do you think that Saudi Arabia can get one over Mexico or Mexico have been disappointing? Yeah, so? they can. Why, why not? Because they missed a penalty against Poland which could have uh, altered the game completely. Uh, the, the one thing the Saudi Arabia has in abundance here because Herb Renard has ensured that is the confidence is the ability to to you know to show that they belong at this level they have shown that and you don't need any more dose of confidence after you beat argentina so and mexico have been far from impressive uh, this would possibly be one of the first world cups where they exit uh, in the group stage because they are a team that serially gets out of group stage and then serially goes out of the round of 16 yeah. so th- this this is a world cup where they could actually not make it that far and I am not putting it uh, beyond Saudi Arabia to sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, pull off an upset. I'm not putting it beyond Saudi Arabia at all. They have individual ability. They are well-drilled as a team. They'll have phenomenal crowd support. Uh, in Group D, meanwhile, uh, France faced Tunisia. Uh, France have already qualified, of course, while uh, the Australians are taking on Denmark. Australia haven't entered the round of 16 since the 2006 World Cup. But mm. this is possibly an excellent chance. I think they just need to even even a draw against Denmark tonight would be good enough. Uh, are you? They are very are you, confident. 
Yeah, I'm going for that game and they're very confident. They're very confident and they're confident because of what happened in their last game. Again, you know, a win gives you a confidence like nothing else. So, Australia are confident, you know, going into the game uh, with the win. And Mitchell Duke, what a story for the World Cup. Again, he plays in the Japanese second division and then he goes and uh, uh, seals a win. So, uh, I was talking to players from Australia and they all said, after the game, and they all said that, you know, it's given them the confidence. The people back home are backing them. They have nothing to lose. Having said that, it will still be an upset. It, I, 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 having said that, I still think Denmark will be able to get points from this game and make the round of 16. That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at Vivek9301 and at DemanHT. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.